0: And welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney, mama bird here. And with me today is Mark Hubbard. He is a sales director over at Lucid, and we're going to talk with him, uh, you know, colleague to colleague. So Mark, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Priscilla. Thanks for the opportunity. Really excited to be with you. Um, yes, I'm a sales director over at Lucid. although today my opinions are my own and not representing the company, but happy to share my 20 plus years of industry experience with you.
0: Yeah, well, it is quite deep. I mean, you've worked for Nielsen and Google. You've worked in the UK. You've worked in the US. You've worked on domestic projects. You've worked on international projects. So you really do, you know, have a pretty big scope and point of view on this industry. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. But with the accent that you have, which is always welcome on my show, (laughs) it's funny because you actually live in Chicago and you're a big sports fan. So tell me about that. Right.
1: So, um, Believe it or not, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, um, okay. <laughs> to English parents, and as a small child, moved back to the UK. And apparently, I lost my accent, my American accent, about three months after being in elementary school. Grew up in the UK, hence my accent, and I've actually lived in Chicago for twenty years now. So, showing my age a little bit, um, but have kept my English accent for all these years, and it doesn't seem to be leaving me.
0: And you can't just break it out just for Chicago. Like that's not possible. Um, I could, but it's
1: not very good. So I'm going to stick with what feels most natural.
0: Okay. Let's see. Now, what is this podcast all about anyway? (laughs) So, well, that's really cool because I'm in Chicago a lot, have a lot of clients there, but oh my gosh, you cannot get a bad meal in Chicago.
1: It's great, right? It's, it's been a great town. I'll be honest. It's winter here. So a little bit cold today. I wish we were further South on days like this, but it's been a great town, both for for me personally and professionally, it's been a great town for market research. And I've been in that for a long time. So I've been yeah. very grateful to have those experiences.
0: That's true. I do feel like there is a huge amount of companies who have their research uh, groups in Chicago and a lot of market research firms headquartered there.
1: There's a ton. That's one of the reasons why we've stayed all this time. My wife is from the area, which, which certainly helps, but also just from a career point of view, there's a lot of opportunities and that's allowed me to to stay in the area, but continue to grow in, in various firms. So i really enjoyed the experience.
0: Well, that's really cool. And But um, you owe me a drink. So next time I'm in town, I'm coming. Got it. There okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just needed to sort this out because this is my podcast. So... <laughs> um hey I wanted to talk with you specifically about your point of view from really what's going on in this industry <laughs> and what's going on in this industry is, is very complicated and you know of course you're over at lucid which just got bought out by scent so that's been news mm-hmm. that everybody has um heard no nobody really wanted to take me up on my offer which was for you guys to be renamed lucent but <laughs> anyway I thought it was a pretty good one but
1: I like it I like yeah. it oh, sorry we're uh a Sint group company.
0: Right. right. <laughs> um, well, let's talk a little bit about ResTech because you have seen the gamut of smaller firms emerging, disrupting. You've seen larger firms changing and embracing technology and making that move. So tell me from your perspective with all of that experience, where do you think ResTech is going right now? And what do you think is really important for companies to think about in terms of leveraging it?
1: Sure. So I think it's super exciting, really, both where I'm at right now, but just the, the broader tech space. I think it is a really, really interesting space to be in. Um, I honestly believe there will be continued consolidation um, because it's still a relatively small firm, because there's so much opportunity. It makes sense for continued change. Clearly, that the concept of tech is all about you know better, faster, cheaper. But I think it's much more than that. There is an element of just you know, how do I do something cheaper? But really, it's about the new problems ResTech can answer or the new ways of thinking that I think is what's most interesting. And that's where I think the industry is still in its infancy. And even with continued consolidation, I really believe three or five years from now, we'll have all sorts of new companies doing all sorts of new work and answering you know, even more challenging questions than we can today.
0: Right. And you mentioned this consolidation. We know we've been seeing it. It's going to yep. continue to happen. So I'm going to kind of harp on a little issue that is really near and dear my heart, and that is collaboration. So <laughs> what's your opinion about how collaboration or coopetition, or as people like to say in the sample industry, uh, we're all in bed together, <laughs> however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to collaborate with people and really understand what the landscape is in order to be be, you know, looking at what needs to be acquired or how do we consolidate. But what do you think about that? Do you see any collaborations or interesting collabs out there or what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Sure. So I'm a huge believer in collaboration personally and professionally. In fact, one of my previous jobs was working for a company that did all collaboration research. So love the space. I do think particularly in tech, it, it lends itself to collaboration. We understand generally in the tech space, we, we can't be all things to all people, but You've got a skill set. I've got a skill set. We marry that together. We're, we're more powerful than we were on our own. So I do think that will continue to happen. That's one of the reasons for consolidation and all this M&A activity, right? Because, oh, you've got this really cool thing. Now let's come together and, and be, be greater than, than the sum of the parts. So I, I definitely think that will continue to grow but it is for competition, right? And it doesn't we're always, always going to be friends. There's going to be, um, you know, similar kind of products, similar services, and, and a, a bit of healthy competition spurs you to grow and develop it. And I think one of the challenges when you do get stagnant is because you, you don't have the competition, right? You get lazy. Oh, well, I, I own a certain space, and that's all I do. And I think there'll always be, you know, smart startups in the res tech space um, offering a, a new way of working, which keeps it interesting.
0: Yeah, it does keep it interesting, but I want to unpack something you said just kind of by the way, without even kind of making (laughs) a big note of it, but you mentioned that really the focus needs to be changing Um, Not on what it is we offer in ResTech, but on what the need of the client is. And I think that is really the gist of what I want to talk around here today, Mm -hmm. because you mentioned, yeah, people do get lazy or they, you know, they feel like they own a space and they stop really having that deep empathy or maybe even curiosity about their client. And this space is changing so dramatically that who your customer is today may not be your customer tomorrow. Um, And it's not just because if you were pitching to a market research firm at that point, but now, you know, in-house, you know, smaller companies that did not go out and get their own research now are looking for ResTech to Mm -hmm. answer some of these issues. So that is a massive issue to unpack. I know that I just kind of broke it out there, but you (laughs) you said it ever so cleverly, just, you know, by the way, but let's really hone in on that and unpack that. What, what do you think of, you know, what, what does this mean for, especially like, you know, you look at Lucid and Scent and people who have been really monsters in this marketplace and really have, you know, have had this major gravitas. What do they need to do in order to pivot or, or just really to understand how to nuance to keep focused on this need of the actual client? Uh,
1: that's a great point. And I think to unpack what you said, I think the word is curiosity, right? Companies are successful, I believe, when they remain curious. And it's often um, as you mature, you lose some of that curiosity, right? We as individuals, we as companies, we tend to get a bit, uh, if you put it on a few extra pounds, get a bit lazier, kind of get comfortable in our groove. And I think the, the companies that are always winning, right, are the curious ones that are constantly going, well, yes, but what, what's, the, what's the and? What's the and question, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's all about the customer. No one cares about you. No one cares about what you do. They don't care about what you can do for them, right? It's yeah. all about the other party.
0: A hundred percent. Can we go back and just like do that as a pulled quote? And also Absolutely. for anybody who wants me no to do a website you. and I have to write market <laughs> marketing copy that says since 1999, we've been, I'm like, yeah, I already don't care.
1: <laughs> right. They don't. It's, it's what, what can you do for them, right? And their needs. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But we have to realize that, that, you know, our product in itself is irrelevant. It's what does the solution bring to them? And I think, you know, ResTech or whatever the industry is, it's about, it's about solving problems. Mm-hmm. And the problems today are going to be different from the problems three years from now, mm-hmm. which is why I think there'll be a, such an exciting space because there's always a new need out there. And companies to be successful long term are going to keep looking for the new needs and solving those problems. Right. and the companies that will struggle and maybe not want to collaborate or not be curious as you described it are going to struggle because they're going to they're going to lose touch of what the new need state is
0: right so that really you know pushes us to another conversation about really having this mindset that there is change in the air, but this is actually an opportunity. How can I be flexible? How can I actually not freak out because the pace of change is frankly accelerating at this very, (laughs) very, very frightening rate, right? So, you know, you've been a seasoned professional in this industry. How have you been able to master that mindset and stay curious and say, you know, just even, you know, forget like what brands and companies need to do. you, You as a professional, You know, how do you see that change as an opportunity and stay in that good bit without, you know, kind of just having the moment of, oh my gosh, I don't even know what's going on in this space.
1: (laughs) Sure, so I I wish I'd say I'd cracked it and I I certainly have not. I think it goes back to, again, the word you used earlier, curiosity, right? I, I think one of the reasons I've gravitated to the market research space is I generally am a curious person. I'm interested in things, the world around me. And so that curiosity, I think, helps you embrace change. I'm old enough to remember, you know, at this turn of the millennium, we go, Oh, there's so much change, so much pace. And now 20, you know, odd years later, we're still going, well, wow, there's so much change in pace. How do we keep up? And I expect 20 years from now be the same conversation. So it is life, right? If you read history, if you read psychology, there's always been change. If you, I'll do a little plug for, for Carol Dweck, my wife gave me her book mindset, and it's a great way to think about the world. Right. But it's really important to embrace change and have that, you know, growth mindset versus, you know, a fixed because, we are living in a dynamic universe, and if we are not able to adjust, adapt, stay curious, we are going to fall behind. But it, it can be such a, a liberating worldview, and I, I certainly have not cracked it, but I try to take that change as an opportunity and, and reframe that, right? It's, is, it a, is it a threat or a weakness? No, it's an opportunity, right? Let's reframe that conversation. I think that's helped me not always be successful, but try and embrace those what might be seen as negative situations. Okay, that's an opportunity, right? It's, it's a new beginning for something different to grow and to learn.
0: Well, I am curious about your role specifically. Have you seen the opportunity change in a way where you're actually presenting to different people who were never your customer before? Are you finding yourself in different rooms or talking to different people, you know, within in organizations? What what is what has changed for you in your day-to-day?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. So again, uh, I've had a number of different uh, roles over the years at various firms, but um... Yes, I, I've talked to many different kind of levels and roles, and I think in an insight level, what I I have found over the last several years is uh, sort of the level we talk to, right? We, we, I've, I've literally sat in front of CEOs and presented, you know, data and insights, right? I, I know chief customer officers at major, major companies, and probably 10 or 20 years ago, you would never have that opportunity because they would have an analyst do it and it, you know, go through four levels before it finally get to that, you know, executive level. And now they want to hear from the the expert in quotes, us in the research field, right? What's going on? And they have questions. And through ResTech, you in theory answer that question much faster than we could many years ago. And so I think what's interesting and exciting is that there is a demand from leadership, right? The visionaries of an organization to get insights quickly and the res tech firms and insight people are able to deliver on that. And that's, that's an exciting place to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of conversations are you looking to have? Like you you're saying, well, I embrace collaboration or, you know, what kind of um, cocktail party would you like to find yourself (laughs) at? (laughs) What kind of conversation should you and I be starting Mark so that we can really, you know, help people come to peace with this idea that they're going to have to just be a lot more flexible.
1: Look, it's really hard. And it's actually against human nature. If you read psychology books, by its very nature, we don't, as human beings, we don't really like change. We, we like to get into a pattern and that kind of stabilizes. So part of it's just acknowledgement, right? I don't like change, but change is part of my life and always will be. So you know, learning to accept, and I'm not a psychologist or a therapist, but you can talk <laughs> to my wife who is, and she can you know give you all the kind of inside baseball, as they say. <laughs> um, but I think part of it's just you know, acknowledging it, right? Embracing that. And again, just think about the reframe. It's about a reframe. Okay. Yes, that that change can be seen as a negative, but it's also an opportunity. What could this mean to me? What could this mean to our organization? And try and think about it as growth. Right. It's all about you know moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, as you're moving forward, I would be interested to hear from you what associations in our industry are valuable to you. Obviously, your podcast listener, or do you have a couple of colleagues that you would shout out to? That you know you're saying, look, these are the people who help me, you know, keep having these conversations and kind of keep me at the edge? How how do you stay, how do you stay, you know, really at that place where you're seeing what's happening in the landscape?
1: Uh, Sure. So I try to join as many, you know, webinars and industry associations as I can just to kind of keep up to date with the news because there's also, this is a huge industry. We're in market research. Uh, Even ResTech is, is is a big space. And so you can never have everything, but I, I encourage, you know, all the listeners to, to be open to things. I personally, um, I love listening to Free Economics Radio podcasts. Uh, I listen to Marketplace from my, uh, from economic point of view.
0: Oh well, um, yeah. Who who doesn't like Kai doll? Come on, right?
1: <laughs> that's that, that's awesome. So you know, again, tr- trying to have a diversity of opinion, right? Rather than listen to sort of just one, you know, topic, I think is important. I love the work Jam in Brazil does. Really ap- appreciate um, being invited to some of his sessions, and and that's good. But I think the biggest thing is just just listen, just be open to different ideas and. You can dismiss them if you don't like them, but at least you know expose yourself to as much you know thought leadership as you can because you never know when something's going to resonate and will be useful down the future. And then personally, for me, I do spend quite a bit of time on LinkedIn. Not only you know you know meeting new people, should we say, but also staying in touch with old colleagues. I think that's really important in the industry to not just have a LinkedIn connection in quotes that you don't actually know, but get to know the folks, right, and stay in touch. And maybe you haven't worked with them for five years, but reach out to so and so and say hi and you know what are they doing? Because it'll just give you. A fresh insight, a fresh perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. I I love that, and I'm going to give full disclosure that my last text to Jamin Brazil literally says, "I love you, man." <laughs> that was the other day. <laughs> that makes sense. He, he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the interesting thing is, this is how we met on on LinkedIn, and really, right. you know, commenting and, and starting conversations, not just like, "Hi, I'd like to meet. You want to have coffee?" You know, there's a time and place, I guess, for meeting people, but really, it's about you know finding yourself in basically the circle where conversation is starting to have and saying oh i i that's interesting and this and you you brought up that idea of like this and this you know you have to be adding something to the conversation in order to start seeing things differently and we know that that's the case for disruptors and there are more disruptors coming into this industry mm-hmm. i'm sure as we speak mark every day <laughs> um well i do want people to be able to find you online and so just for all of us americans it's mark m-a-r-c hubbard yes. h-u-b-b-a-r-d so definitely connect with him on linkedin and mark what um are you going to be at any insights uh, shows or conferences
1: tbd for this year actually okay. obviously with COVID. And everything we'll have to we'll say I'd like to I, I certainly miss that part of uh, the industry but uh, you know you never know
0: okay we'll connect with uh, with Mark on LinkedIn and that way you'll stay in the know and those of us who start using those hashtags for the show we can find each other and make it relevant let's you know if we're going to drink a glass of wine we might as well drink a glass of wine and have a really great conversation about Absolutely. where ResTech is going
1: <laughs> thanks for the opportunity Priscilla
0: For sure. Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. And from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing.